Breaking news from the Vatican is Pope Francis has said he does not observe the commandments as absolutes. We have a response from Bishop Schneider to those comments from the Pope, and while Pope Francis does not have an absolutist approach to the commandments, he certainly does have an absolutist approach to the so-called COVID vaccine, making it seem absolutely necessary. He's released another promo video for the COVID jab without even mentioning that they are all abortion tainted. So please stay tuned. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Speaking at his general audience today, Pope Francis said about the commandments, I quote, I observe them, but not as absolutes, end quote. Yes, I know that's hard to believe, of course. And that's what we've seen with so many of Pope Francis' statements over the last eight years. So we wanted to show you the video of him saying it so that you can see for yourself and see it in context. Have a look. Come vivo io? Nella paura di eh, se non faccio questo andrò all'inferno questo o vivo anche con quella speranza, con quella gioia della gratuità della salvezza in Gesù Cristo? È una bella domanda e anche la seconda. Disprezzo i comandamenti? No. Li osservo? ma non come assoluti, perché so che quello che mi giustifica è Gesù Cristo. Grazie. Wow. Did you catch that? Do I live in fear that if I don't do this or that, I will go to hell? Or do I also live with that hope, with that joy of the gratuitousness of the salvation in Jesus Christ? Now, the Pope suggests Fear of hell is somehow opposed to hope and joy in Christ. And you know, nothing could be further from the truth. In the traditional act of contrition, Catholics for centuries prayed, Oh my God, I am heartily sorry for having offended thee, because I detest all my sins because of the fear of the loss of heaven and the pains of hell. But most of all, because they offend thee, my God, who are so good and worthy of all my love. There is no contradiction in the loving of Christ and obeying his commandments. In fact, Jesus himself says in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. I reached out to Bishop Athanasius Snyder, the very outspoken defender of truth from uh, Astana in Kazakhstan. And he commented on what the Pope said. He said, and I quote, this contradicts the teaching of the church and is very much a kind of sola fide teaching of Martin Luther, end quote. Moreover, Bishop Schneider answered, and I quote again, this affirmation of Pope Francis 
contradicts the encyclical Veritatis Splendor of Pope John Paul II, which says, quote, In the Old Testament, we already find admirable witnesses of fidelity to the holy law of God, even to the point of a voluntary acceptance of death, end quote. Now, I'd urge you to go to lifesightnews.com for the full reaction from Bishop Schneider. There's more to it, which is there. But he also quoted the Catechism of the Catholic Church in number 2007. Which also contradicts what Pope Francis said. The Catechism states, and I quote, The Ten Commandments are fundamentally immutable, and they oblige always and everywhere. No one can dispense from them. End quote. Do you remember last year when Pope Francis said that he approved of same sex unions? Well, at that time, Bishop Schneider called on all the faithful to pray for the conversion of Pope, of Pope Francis. So many of his statements over the years have caused massive confusion and contradicted the faith. It's no wonder the faithful need to pray for his conversion. You know, Archbishop Vigano went even further than Bishop Schneider in a recent statement he made. He called Pope Francis a non-Catholic Pope. Have a look. We have come to a point that even simple people with little knowledge of doctrinal issues understand that we have a non-Catholic Pope, at least in strict sense of the term. And in related news, Pope Francis has released a video today promoting the COVID-19 so-called vaccine and urging people to get vaccinated. In the three-minute long video, the Pope said that vaccines bring hope of an end to the pandemic and called the vaccines and receiving the vaccine, and I quote, an act of love. The video made no mention of Christ, and believe it or not, never even mentioned the fact that all of the currently available COVID vaccines are abortion-tainted. Here are a few of the clips from that video, and I urge you to go to lifesightnews.com to check out the coverage, which includes the full video from Pope Francis. Vacunarse con vacunas autorizadas por las autoridades competentes es un acto de amor. Y ayudar al que la mayoría de la gente lo haga es un acto de amor. Amor a uno mismo, amor a los familiares y amigos, amor a todos los pueblos. El amor es también social y político. Hay amor social y amor político. Es universal, siempre desbordante de pequeños gestos de caridad personal capaces de transformar y mejorar las sociedades. Vacunarse es un modo sencillo pero profundo de promover el bien común y de cuidarnos unos a otros especialmente los más vulnerables. Le pido a Dios para que cada uno pueda aportar su pequeño grano de arena, su pequeño gesto de amor. Did you catch that? Most vulnerable? That is the that's totally mind-blowing. We speak of the most vulnerable, at least pro-lifers often speak of the most vulnerable being children in the womb, who are without doubt the most vulnerable class of people on the planet. 
These COVID jabs being promoted unabashedly by Pope Francis were developed on the backs of aborted babies. They were all produced using aborted fetal cell lines for testing purposes at least. And the aborted baby who is killed to extract those cells from her kidney is known and beloved by Almighty God. As tyrannical governments all over the world are mandating the vaccine, the split in the Catholic Church over the issue is becoming more extreme and generally lines up along the lines of orthodoxy. Pope Francis and heterodox bishops such as Cardinal Blaise Supich, Bishop McElroy, even Father James Martin are backing mandates of the vaccine. Cardinal Puyats, on the other hand, Bishop Schneider, Bishop Strickland, have said Catholics um, are not even able to take or cannot accept the abortion-tainted vaccines. They said in a document, and I quote, the crime of abortion is so monstrous that any kind of concatenation, which is like an association with this crime, even in a rem very remote one, is immoral and cannot be accepted under any circumstances by a Catholic once he has become fully aware of it. They also wrote, and I quote again, one who uses these vaccines must realize that his body is benefiting from the fruits of one of mankind's greatest crimes, end quote. Cardinal Raymond Burke, whom we are all praying may pull through this fight with COVID as he's lying in his hospital bed, he said... With regard to vaccination, it must be clear that it is never morally justified to develop a, va a vaccine through the use of the cell lines of aborted fetuses. The thought of the introduction of such a vaccine into one's body is rightly abhorrent. At the same time, it must be clear that vaccination itself cannot be imposed in a totalitarian manner on citizens. When the state takes on such a practice, it violates the integrity of its citizens. You know, some bishops have gone so far as refusing to allow their priests to give religious exemption letters to faithful Catholics pleading for such letters from their priests in order to conscientiously object to the mandates that are costing them their jobs, schooling, and the freedom to travel. Such bishops point to Pope Francis's pro-mandate position. Because on August 19th, 2020, Pope Francis called for the so-called vaccine to be universal and for all. And shortly after that, he gave a television interview in which he suggested that everyone must take the COVID-19 vaccine. And I, and I quote what he said, I believe that ethically everyone should take the vaccine. And then he added, it must be done. Also in mid-January, the Pope announced that Pope Francis and Benedict had both taken the abortion-tainted vaccine, and only a month later came the news that the Vatican employees who refused the abortion-tainted COVID injections would lose their jobs. Only people who have received the coronavirus vaccines may attend Pope Francis's Mass during his planned visit in Slovakia this coming September. According to the country's health minister, and he put that out in conjunction with the Vatican. Now, moreover, in a July 29 statement from the Vatican, the Vatican Museums confirmed that as of August 6th, and I quote, and until further, further notice, 
access to the Vatican museums and all related areas will be permitted only to those in possession of a green COVID-19 certification. And that's the COVID pass saying that basically you have to be vaccinated. So as we can see, while Pope Francis says he does not support absolute obedience to God's commandments, he certainly seems to support absolute obedience to tyrannical governments mandating the abortion-tainted COVID jab. We must, as Bishop Snyder advised, pray for the conversion of Pope Francis. Here's the message to the Pope that Bishop Schneider said must come from all the faithful. At the time Bishop Schneider said it, it was over same-sex unions, but you know, it could apply equally to this new statement of the Pope's against absolute obedience to the commandments. Addressing the Pope, in the words of Bishop Schneider, we must say, and I quote, for the sake of the salvation of your own immortal soul, for the sake of the souls of all those persons who through your approval of the same-sex unions are by their sexual acts grievously offending God and exposing their souls to the danger to be eternally lost, convert, retract your approval, and proclaim with all your predecessors the unchangeable teaching of the church. End quote. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston, and may God bless you. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we are communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. 
You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.